Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Hey, V. Hey, C. This is hi, episode C. Uh, Hi, C. Like oh, the drink. Like Have the we drink. ever talked about that? No, I've, it's never wow. come up. Very cool. Very cool. We were always still capable yeah. of making discoveries. <laughs> Back when Ecto Cooler reigned supreme, it was a good time for me. Gosh, People saying hello to me. Coolest guy ever. It was pretty cool. Hi to um, everyone else, too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, we're winding up here. This is episode 212. Whoa! Yeah. 212. 212. That's one you can turn it backwards, and it's the same thing. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, we have a great guest today, which uh, we'll get to momentarily. She's on uh, a procedural that's been running for about 74 years. <laughs> um, Kirsten Vangsness. Uh, very excited she's here. Um, well, we'll be here momentarily. Yeah. We don't have to tell them. For all, they, don't know the they don't know the timeline. They don't know the timeline. Furland Green Room. <laughs> uh, so, as we announced the last episode on the Brian Husky episode, uh, we are winding down. We're wrapping oh. up the podcast. We've been doing it for six years, and as I said, over two hundred episodes, and yeah. just time to do some other things. And, We're going to uh, take over the world. That's right. We don't know how yet. And uh, we've loved doing it. It's been an absolute joy, and we'll, you know. Could be back in some capacity at some point. Yeah. Different projects and things too, and who knows. But as it is for now, Pop My Culture is popped. Is, is popped. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that. <laughs> However, uh, we may get in one more episode after this before our final one. I don't know. Yeah. We might just do one of the two of us, right. uh, which no one wants, but uh, we'll <laughs> but do it anyways. It does. Uh, but we do have one final episode that is a live episode at SF Sketchfest, the San Francisco Comedy Festival. Won't you come and join us? Yeah, it is on Sunday, January 15th at 4 p.m. at the Eureka Theater. And our guests are friends of the show, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. What? Sam Levine, who was our very first guest and will be one of our very last. And then, for the first time ever, I love this guy, our musical guest, and also just be hanging out, too. Rhett Miller from the old 97s. So cool. Which is super cool. So uh, please, please, please come out and uh, hang out with us. We're Celebrate. probably going to throw a bunch of t-shirts in the audience. Oh, yeah. Because we got a box, people. <laughs> i got to get rid of them. Uh, and we'll just have a good, fun time. We're going to kind of mash that up with what we would normally do for our Pop My Cork. Because yeah. we're It'll not be able... like Pop My Cork on stage. Yeah, yeah we're we're not able to do our full Pop McCork two-parter this year due to the fact that we're just not around at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I know that sucks if people are looking forward to that, but you'll still get a taste of yeah, it. Yeah, and it'll be with a live audience, which will be really fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. So um, and honestly, like we're doing the best and worst in 2016. It's mostly going to be worse because 2016 sucked it. was sucked so it. bad. Yeah. Um, but there's some good things. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what they were, but... So you can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. If you'd like to share some memories you have of the show or you know, how often you turned it off in disgust, whatever it was, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you so we know we're not just shouting this into the wind for no Do one. either. You know, like uh, the, the kid at the end of Never Ending Story singing Aww. her name and no one knows what it is because it's super so loud. Yeah, so it feels like we're doing. That's not what we're doing. You know what her name was? What? Hi! <laughs> That's what we learned. Uh, it can still surprise me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined, if it's nice. <laughs> R.I.P. You were the best. Heaven's giving an angel. Five stars. <laughs> wow. 
Um, you, uh, we also are primarily listener uh, supported. We have an occasional stray sponsor, but your donations have helped us put the show on for all these years. And we're trying to get our asses to Applebee's, baby. That's right. <laughs> we want to feel good in the neighborhood. So uh, if, you'd if, like, if you want to donate, you can go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Yep. Uh, there's a donate button then. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, maybe uh, from, uh, Applebee's. from Applebee's. <laughs> a nice email back. Or maybe if we fit in a host full episode here, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll add them all on there. Uh, but thank you guys so very much. It's been an absolute honor to do the show. And uh, it's been fun. So uh, we're not quite done yet. Got a couple left in the uh, cannon here. That's right. A couple bullets left in the chamber, so uh, pop them out one at right. a time. Kablooey. <laughs> it's a slow kablooey over a, a long conversation. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so we will be right back with Kirsten. Yay! Yay. Uh, our guest today plays Penelope Garcia on Criminal Minds, the Criminal Minds offshoots, uh, Suspect Behavior, Fury Road, uh, Criminal Minds, oh, Amencia. And I'm also, Criminal Minds, Suspect Behavior is the old spinoff. The new spinoff is called Beyond Borders. There it is. There's yeah. so many. I know there's so many. There's so many. Yeah. Ride there's Criminal Minds. Pony. Criminal Minds Vet Tech. That one is new. <laughs> Only animals know about it, though. <laughs> right. So I feel really weird talking about it on this podcast. You got to get right in the now. mind of My that dog. dog. It's like, really weird. Oh, it's really good. It's, it's pretty good. good. <laughs> that one where it's the dark, but it's like they lost the greenie. <laughs> Kirsten, man. It was in the here. Kong. Hi, Kirsten. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to watch that show. The, yeah, the yeah, greenie was in the, the Kong. Kong. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I messed up my my no, intro. No, it's okay, all good. It's it. all good. All right. We're starting over. I guess no. We're good. Uh, new computer, new mic. That's right. New Still this out. Because every time you guys do this, I didn't know this, but every time you guys yeah. do a show, you use all new stuff. Yeah. That's right. I we're, got here and it was the styrofoam and you were unwrapping all the mics. We have to. Because so we, expensive. I mean, we just want to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep it clean. Yeah. So expensive. All the old though. ones are in the corner. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm gonna set fire to them. <laughs> Every episode costs us about twenty six hundred dollars. But it all the works two out. Two laptops, the board, <laughs> the three three to four. Man, we have more guests. But, it's I mean, even more expensive. So much money in podcasting. So yeah. much. There's so much so money. Much. There's so much. Just like in comedy. Those well, two I things. started doing TV, right. so I could do this, and yeah, I'm finally, finally here. Welcome. Thanks. This Thanks. is the upper <laughs> echelon. I'm happy. <laughs> so, since we're in December, we'll start with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is oh now. Oh my god! I can't believe we're in December. The start. I know it's mm-hmm. weird, right? It's mm-hmm. now uh, the start of awards season for film. All this good stuff is coming out. Has yes. been coming out. Is about to come out. Yes. Uh, screeners are being sent out for mm. those mm. in the I've guilds. never had screeners. Why not? I don't You're know. You're on five shows one, on time, one show. I you know, have but all the things. One time I got Scientology screeners for a bit, which were these weird videos of Scientology things, which I coveted like gold. And I would save them up and I would try to watch them and learn the language and try to make up my own language. Not, no offense to anybody who is a Scientologist. I think Go they, with God. I think they get it. So there's what? Even uh, if but I didn't get screeners. Screeners, and I thought, is this? And I always tell is myself my conspiracy screener? theory is because I kept those. I didn't know where to give them back. I didn't know. Wait, do you go down to fountain in the mail with yes. your name on them? Do you hand them? No, what? So nobody's what, what were they so, like? Battlefield Earth, Beyond Borders, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> no, they were like behavior. weird, like um, in giant golden uh, like auditorium rooms where they were talking, and they give pamphlets and. 
I was so, and then I thought maybe that this is why I didn't get screeners, that maybe I was getting those and someone got mad at me. I'm also the person who thinks that like, it's because I didn't return a library book right. that I don't get screeners. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, 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 that Hercule Poirot mystery <laughs> that I still have from the Cirrus library is why I'm not getting screeners. So I just got them, uh, this <gasps> like a week ago. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt in. you again. No, no, no. That's, that's good. That's what, this, yeah, that's what the show is. Talk. So I'm, um, I'm excited about this. Have you watched any yet? No, I've just been saving them up in the quarter because I'm I'm Next still I can't believe pile. yes I can't believe I, it also feels so lascivious like I own these and you're supposed to watch them at the movies yeah but I have them at my house what's funny about it is when you turn them on and half the time they'll be like this you know, is all these disclaimers you got to click this thing I agree I agree I agree or uh-huh. whatever and then it'll be like please tear this disc in half, break it, throw it. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like half the time, it's like, I watch it. Who wants to watch it next? Yeah, that's why you guys have to burn all the mics right after yeah, the podcast. Exactly. You guys follow directions. <laughs> yeah, I don't mess with the law. <laughs> that's pirating. The law of man is... You're such a law abider. Using but <laughs> intense. <laughs> so there's a lot of good stuff coming out. I've seen a little bit of it mm-hmm. due to the fact that uh, my wife's sister is in SAGNOMCOM this year, which is great when you get randomly chosen for that. I did once back in like 2003 the one year of the screener ban where they weren't oh, sending screeners out. Yeah. So they just set up a bunch of screenings at like on the lots and stuff, which was cool. Well, but, but that's like your style. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause then they Throw would make, the they would like try like make the talent come out. If I got that, I so, would not go to that. Oh, that's nice. Because yeah. I want to be, and they still do those now. Like you'd sag screenings happen all the time that are like, I mean, I saw fences yeah. a few weeks ago with Denzel and Violin. I need to do that because I see them and I want to go, but then I'm like, are you really a like and you haven't gone like a whole like, thing? Like, I feel like there should be it's like my first time going to a okay, I'm gonna go. And are they gonna be like, what are you doing here? You've never been to one. That's probably what they're gonna do. Get out. And then they taste you. I know. I'm worried if about it. If they can feel that I you have, shouldn't be there, if I, you're not worthy. I know. I think this is one of the problems of like if you <laughs> yes. were if you were bullied as a child, you have this thing of like, I'm gonna go and they're gonna find out. I finally got in. Yeah. They're gonna kick now me I'm out of the fences. Screener. It's pretty intense. You walk up and they're like, papers. <laughs> and uh, you just got to hope yeah. that you get in. They're like that Hercule Poirot mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Okay. So we have a few questions about a library book. <laughs> Can you come with us? I always no, find no, that no, no, when no. those things come in, those screener things, it's just like on a, like, it's almost always like tomorrow night at seven. And I'm like, oh, I've got something. I've got to come in <laughs> or whatever. And I can't go. So when I can sometimes it's like oh joy and then half the time too you still have to go kind of early and it's because they overbook just to right. make sure that it's a full house or whatever but oh gosh speaking of the second season is dropping on the ninth fuller house yeah so. fuller house oh, nice. oh, oh i haven't seen it oh gosh it's amazing you're gonna love it is it yeah <laughs> did you watch the first one yep oh, okay i need to that's that's i didn't have tv growing up so i want oh you shouldn't I watch keep it wanting then. to get no, in you shouldn't watch it no it can only work if it hits a deep back deep back there back back, back. Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you're going to, you're going to be sad. I'm going to be wondering. Yeah. Yeah. The nostalgia yeah. thing, it's that's making bucks. I mean, I, and I think Gilmore Girls revival is doing well. Um, did you guys watch it? I did not watch it yet. Did you? No. no. Did, were you a Gilmore Girls person? I didn't have a TV. I didn't watch it when it was time. I didn't. But then I, I just saw started it after. Well, because when I heard that it was going to, I was yeah. like, I'm going to get up to speed with it and then I'll watch it and then I get. It's, you know, it's nice to have so many things you like doing, but it yeah. is also like, I'm watching this and like, oh, I really wanted to read this book. I don't know if you've ever read oh. a book. It's actually an autobiography. Oh, it's yeah. called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Oh, yes. Then, yes, the, yes. then the sequel, If You Give a Moose a Muffin. Those mm-hmm. are all about me. Oh, that's wait, Big a Pancake? 
Yeah. Pick Cat a cupcake? Absolutely about me. I'm it, familiar with that the is, whole that is collection. Pretty much, that's pretty much my life where you're like, but if you just did like watch the Gilmore Girls thing and then remember when they're drinking coffee. That you like you coffee. You wanted to buy bitches brew coffee from Groundworks <laughs> and then you get in the car and you go and when you get there, they're having a paint call at your theater company and you go in and you help them with the paint and while you're there, someone says something like, that is my life. So I don't often hit a whole thing. You know right. what I mean? I hit a piece of a thing because I'm too busy living my books. That's good. And there's a film I'm sure you know about based on your life um, called If You Give a Mouse a Christmas Cookie, available on Amazon I don't know about that this. I've been watching every day with my toddler and let me tell you is there you, a screener is there a left screener because <laughs> luckily I it's uh, she had to break it in half afterwards so oh gosh i'm gonna watch that yeah that's you, a holiday you won't movie see it coming because it's this gets the whole gang together we got the mouse we got what? the pig we got the cat we got the moose and they all have a little boy and they ruin a christmas pageant but do and they then they fix it then they fix it oh great thanks spoiler sorry i didn't want to know if they fixed it or not okay now i know there's no stakes <laughs> Thanks. A mouse, a good, well, I didn't say anything about him, Mr. Santa Claus, but if you watch, you might see him. Great, so now you've ruined the cameo. Oh, God. No. God damn it. <laughs> this is why I don't get invited. It's a white Santa Claus, though, so it's the boring kind. Yeah. Unlike the one at Mall of America that everybody's freaking out about. I love the Mall of America. I just went there this, like, a few months ago for the first time and spent, like, four hours there walking around. It's pretty massive. Molly. Yeah, it's very Molly. Yeah. There's an, amusement, there's an amusement park in the middle of it. I know. I haven't been, but I was very proud of them for the Santa move. And then so... It's a tiny sliver of per- people. That's what we always have to remember. Yep. It's a tiny sliver of people. And like I used to work with kids and, you know, the kids, there are certain kinds of humans that only know how to get attention mm-hmm. by negative reinforcement. That's how they learned love. So what you, what you have to try to do is when those people are doing that, to just watch the things you like them doing, like breathing. Saying, look, you breathe. Look at, I see your chest rise. Wow, down. you typed that whole the, comment. Yes. With the, your the, very own fingers. Yeah. But sometimes I like the comment the person types. I, but you're right. You, yeah. gotta, you, you, have, you have digits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like there's that tiny sliver of people that I feel like we uh, are telling ourselves a story that there's so many of them. But no, there's a tiny sliver of people that really get off on negative they, attention and we're yep. doing this thing that you do to like the child where there's all these children that are behaving so well and we're ignoring them mm-hmm. and instead we're like why are you guys doing it which just makes them continue because they just they're getting want attention it's they're the whole like the squeaky attention. wheel gets to grease and sometimes i'm like fuck the squeaky wheel let's do like let's or pay some attention to the nice wheels yeah hey squeaky wheel I love the way you squeak gotta move on to these other wheels just that are say, just rolling you know along. what who needs wheels what if we all... I've plenty of times pretended I was in a car that was a box. <laughs> That's it. That's right. it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> Everyone just like looks Boom. at each other like, what just happened? <laughs> Everyone sit in a box <laughs> and just pretend to propel yourself with your mind in positive affirms. I gotta go. Not affirmations. Affirms. Affirms. <laughs> um, yeah, so screener season. Screeners, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good screeners coming out. I've watched a few of them. There's a bunch that I'm excited to see. I saw La La Land, which everybody's freaking out about. It's a musical about L.A. with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Oh, I heard about that. I want to see that it's one. It's by the guy that did Whiplash, Damien Chazelle. Yes. It's very good. 
I didn't see it in the best way to see it because I saw it with a bunch of people on a small television from a side angle, which without surround sound. You still liked it. I still liked it, but I think I think it's the kind of movie you probably should see on a big screen because it's you know it's a musical. It's It's a big magical, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be more enjoyable. I still liked it a lot, but I think I would have liked it even more had I seen it the correct way. Well, then go. I do just, that. I just might. Great. I'm going to go to the movies. You I saw the movie me. Loving. It's I have so the screener good. of that. It's beautiful. I'm really looking forward to it. Which one is that one about? It's about the case that went all the way to the Supreme Court that allowed uh, interracial marriage. Yes, 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 yes. And it is like so sparsely told. It, may, it makes it feel so true to that kind of people. Because my family from way back is all from Tennessee. And it's like a real plain kind of plain spoken, humble personality. Yes. And it's hard. You never really see it represented in movies because it's always like they turn it into like some sort of lore of a Southern person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially if there's a love story, then and they, I feel like people usually really overdo it on the saccharine. This movie is so quiet. And like, you just believe those were the kind of people, like, I don't know the screenwriting. I feel like if you took out everything, it would be like, 10 pages of dialogue, you know, or something like that. But the director's good. I think it's Jeff Nichols who did, he did mud and midnight Mm -hmm. special, which I both like a lot. So I'd be interested in seeing it. is just like, Oh, it's so, I I don't know. I really recommend it. They took what could have been really saccharine and like overdone and told it so beautifully and simply. And it just like, Kills you. And then Santa Claus shows up. <laughs> Vanessa! Yeah. No! And the mouse says yeah, he wants mouse. one yeah. bite of cookie. Yep. <laughs> I also watched The Founder, which is about... Uh, it's Michael Keaton, who I love. I, I'll watch uh, Michael Keaton one? do anything. It's I just heard a story yesterday at work. Uh, I'm a name drop. Excuse me. We, uh, but about but about that person in question, uh, apparently Joe Mantegna had a friend that was fighting a traffic ticket. And the friend had Joe... And Michael Keaton come to the court, and the ju- the judge or the guy prosecuting oh whatever God. for the ticket turns to him and says, "I see you brought Batman," oh. and he got off. <laughs> wow! He brought Batman. Nice. Bring Batman. So next time, it's that easy, Batman. everybody. So, see, like, yeah. <laughs> I love him too because he I goes to traffic court for, for people. Friend. I know. Yeah. That's um, got to be a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, I brought Suicide Squad. They doubled my fine. Yeah. <laughs> Screwed that up. Yeah, next time, just Batman. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's about it's about Ray Kroc, the guy that founded McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And oh. he's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, so like I it's heard that, that this one's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's good. Like it. Michael Keaton is probably the most likable person in the world. Is very unlikable. Like that shows you how good he is. I mean, he starts like oh, you kind of yeah. He kind of see like why he does the way he is, and then then after a while, you're like, oh no, now you're just awful. Mm. Um. Because it's basically about how he like stole McDonald's, basically from the McDonald guys yeah. that run it and ran it. Nick Offerman and uh, Nick Offerman started Nick McDonald's. Yes, he did. Oh, oh, he's gonna, I'm so gonna enjoy well. this. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's just you know typical bio film, but it's. I love a bio. I love a bio. Also, it's another like you know 1960s thing, which I always for me it's like well like Boardwalk Empire for me is like suit porn. Because I watch it, like I want that suit, and I want that suit, and I want that suit, and then like the '50s, '60s ones, like oh, I like that cardigan, I like that tie, I like that's always like accessory porn, yeah, accessory porn. Got, um, like so that's another one of those. And I watched it back to back with Hidden Figures, which is also great, which is about you um, are on it. I've only so I've on only it. watched I'm like, like three. I'm finger is on the pulse. I've only watched like three. Uh, well, Hidden Figures, them all in yeah. one it's combo, about beautifully. three African American women that helped this oh, uh, yes. space oh, yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Nessa and, and also has Kevin Costner, who I also love, even though I've heard he's difficult, but he's a great actor. I like watching him. Kevin uh, Costner came to my school. Uh, he went to Cal State Fullerton and he was a business major and uh, I was an acting major and he came and talked to us. And I remember all of us thinking he was kind of a sham because right after kind of like Waterworld and stuff. Oh. <laughs> and I remember all, all the guys kept asking him questions about when he worked with, and it would always be like when you worked with someone fancier than you. No oh. one asked him a question about him. And I always feel bad about that. And he <laughs> took it like a champ. I didn't ask him any questions, but Which maybe he's even worse. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why I don't get screeners for a long time. Yeah. Costner um, was like, yeah. Hey, I got a few right. names yeah, for you. Maybe. Um, but, but so it's good. It's Troy GP Henson who will probably I get, should probably get oh, a nomination. Is it Janelle Monae in it? Yep. Janelle oh. Monae. She's oh, great. And Octavia Janelle Spencer. Oh, I know. I love She's Janelle amazing. Yeah. Oh. I'm excited to see her. Is she do a good actor? Yeah. She's just good. It's yeah. really, really good. Like I really, that's maybe the one I like the best out of all the ones I watched. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm interested. I really want to binge on movies. It's just very hard with a child and a not sleeping yeah that would be hard <laughs> yeah that would be hard i saw moana you guys i haven't seen have any, not seen that i yet. don't have a good reason i well i've been making things and yeah, sometimes when i make things it's hard for me to watch things, things because i will then be like wait a minute what if they're polynesian like yeah. why then, don't we have coconut singing yes and then i and then it goes what like have that. you been working on making I am, I'm in, I'm in San Francisco Sketch Fest. Um, Wait, what's that? It's a thing that uh, someone fancy invited oh, me cool, to cool, be cool. in. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I'm very excited about <laughs> I cannot get over how fancy it is. They called me and they were like, they want to know what flight I'm on. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you want to know where I'm going to be? Like, you're that worried? Sweet. Oh, they're going to treat you like oh, a queen. God, mama. you're so excited. Uh, anyway, so I have this uh, show that I've already written, but it's like in my little living document. So I always have to kind of like rewrite it. So I was rewriting that and I've been making these, um, political, I don't want to call them political. They're not political. I've been making, I've been doing some activism in the form of secret YouTube videos that you actually have to search for. I have not tagged myself at all. Whoa. Yeah. Cause they're not about me. I'm not really in them. It's a group of, uh, kids from a public access show that used to run in the San Joaquin Valley, but they've all gotten back together. Um, <sighs> And they shoot uh, little sketches about getting along um, in uh, it now. Uh, and on the set of one of the women, she runs a um, like a Wiccan weight loss system, an online Wiccan weight loss system called Spooky Small. So it's on. Oh her, my gosh, the yeah. amount of information it's you just at her set. <laughs> yeah. And I've been right. Uh, so I'm, I'm not writing because they're not. I'm not in them. But um, anyway, oh, I've been we doing focus that for a moment on the Wiccan weight loss. I well, I don't really know a lot about it yet because we I haven't seen any footage yet from that specifically it's a slow burn i mean this i'm unrolling spooky, it the spooky small, spooky small seems like maybe the only channel i have left well i don't maybe <laughs> just someone just cast a I, spell on I you to see, no it's a lot of candles and uh, uh and she's not wiccan there was a lawsuit and things but anyway i what i've been deeply involved well, in i that. just like this whole series of wiccan <laughs> things like there, maybe there's like wiccan couples counseling called the yeah. seven year witch yes you oh, know like Things like that. that what would Wiccan cooking be called? Uh, the 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 Wiccan kicking. Wiccan kitchen. Or lighting. Oh, you could do candle wicks. Candle wicks. Uh-huh. It's all Wiccans talking mm-hmm. about making mm-hmm. their own witch candles. Yes. 
or maybe yeah. one about uh, drinking and cocktails called Last Cauldron. Oh, you know? that, now we're getting that's, clever. Yeah, that's the living room where they just talk. The living room, it's <laughs> good. It's good. Yeah, might have to like on the nose. I give you like uh, Toad, <laughs> which is about um, amphibians. It's an amphibian it's a, show. Which, which hat about their the hats they <laughs> wear? The accessories. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's it, like a yeah. Just one about you know grammar and stuff called spelling. Oh, oh you're good at this. You're good at this. Like one of his superpowers. Wait, can we find these videos you've been working on that you haven't been tagging? Are you comfortable <laughs> talking about? Or it's called All kinds. all kinds. The the show was called All Kinds, and it's. I mean, I'm not involved in them, and she's the, whoever the people are in it. They edit them themselves. They're terrible, um, <laughs> but uh, but they're slowly unrolling out. So maybe or maybe not. I have been working on that, and then I'm writing a play, and I find wow. I'm writing a play about historical women, and I find that sometimes when I'm and I just finished writing an episode of Criminal Minds, which That's so cool. Yeah, it's really neat. But the I you need something. It's like to do that to fill that well or to empty whatever in your body you have to empty yep. to do that. I have to fill something else so that I stay a human being who can make eye contact right. and still has. Um, since I'm touching right. my body, I'm trying to say <laughs> what I want to say is like who can still have an orgasm. I mean, I guess what I mean okay. is who can still connect from the neck down. I have to do other right. things you have to be out in the world. Doing. So it is more than like, Oh, I'm writing because I'm creative. It's like I know better because I will shrivel up and not function like how you turn into I a need dry to stay shark. lubricated. Yeah. Yes. So that's why. So that's why I haven't watched movies, and then I have this fear. <laughs> I just imagine you saying this to like the guy at the screener counter. Like, yes. He's like, "You can just go in, yes. ma'am." I've been, I've been away, but I have had. You need to know. I've seen. I like, am capable of having an orgasm. Email. I have printed out the email. I've used color ink because I've intended to go. Uh, yes, ma'am. That was what a six-inch uh, <laughs> what t- turkey six sub, inch right? What, what did you want on your sub? What did you want on your sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> screeners. screeners screeners well let's you know we've talked enough about those let's so. talk about uh let's be criminal minds let's talk the about show it. it's about you got about, about four episodes in um yes or oh, yes, 240 uh, <laughs> four episodes in we're on season 12 12 wow. season 12 can you even i was a two-line i was amazing. a two-line co-star in the pilot because the show was too guy heavy and I, ha- I I was I in a room by so myself much. I was not even supposed to be I was only supposed to be in that one episode they had already shot a man <gasps> they had already had them talking to this man there was some Canadian dude who hates you who I don't yeah no he's too polite about it <laughs> yeah right 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 um, but maybe he's working somewhere I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to meet him someday and he's going to be like this Aww. is this was the thing that made my I life better do. yeah I don't know. Like he's like, I now always I wanted to be a new kind of poutine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always wanted to be a poutinist. It was and my just, family it was said, just, you, ta- you have to be an actor. Yeah. It was just Tatiana Maslany and like dressed as a dude. So she, oh, she, 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 she did fine. Anything. She did fine. I don't know who that is. She's orphan, orphan black. black. Oh yeah. She yeah. could do anything so much. So I don't even know her name. I just mm-hmm. know that she's magical. A magic woman. Chameleon. Yeah. Yep. I think she's an actual reptile chameleon. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> Sometimes is orphan black and then other things. Um, Yes. So, uh, so how did it turn from two lines into 12 I, seasons? Well, I had done a play with a girl who was, you didn't ask this part and I'm just going to, I'm giving you the mini dance remix and you didn't ask it. I'm sorry. I love um, dance remixes. Okay, good, good. Um, a friend, a girl I had done a play with 
hadn't been working at all, much like most actors right. in LA, you're, you're sort of, uh, you know, many people don't have their SAG cards and whatever, but if you look at how much work they are procuring in terms of what they're doing creatively and whatever, so much, but right. she was one of those people couldn't get her foot in the door, couldn't figure it out. And had decided she was going to work on the other side of the table. So she was being like a, like the lowest on the casting totem pole, but sometimes they'll ask people like, do you know anybody who right. can say this one line? Well, so by a turn of events, she was working for April Webster. They were shooting this pilot called Quantico, mm-hmm. um, which I heard a story that I am mm-hmm. not going to say is true because I don't know if it is, but I heard that, that one of the headest, headest people of CBS, the reason why they changed the name of the show from Quantico to Criminal Minds is because someone super high up couldn't say it right. They kept calling it Quantico and no one had the balls to tell him or her. Oh my gosh. This is not how you say it. So they had to change the name. I am not saying if that's a true, I heard that. That is my favorite I'm not saying if it's true. It's true. Gary CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, But, but uh, anyway, so Quantico, Quantico. So, uh, so I was, they were shooting this one episode in Canada. They were already all the way through. They realized shows too guy heavy. They had shot this guy. They were on the phone with him. The other characters talking to this Garcia person. My friend calls me. She says, do you want to come in and audition for this? You will never get it. And there's nothing more soothing to my body yeah. and being told like you can't fail because you've failed already. And yeah. Like, yeah, no so pressure. Just go in, just whatever. Go in. So I went in and just, you know what, like threw it away and then got all these phone calls one day and was like, what, why is my phone call? And none of these are the credit counseling bureau. And, um, and, <laughs> and it's then, the yeah, yeah, it's probably <laughs> know about and, the um, DVDs. Uh, and, and then, and then they, uh, and then I flew to Canada because that's where we shot the pilot. And they said, do you know who Shamar Moore is? And I said, no, because again, I don't barely watch t- I don't yeah. know. He's this very hot guy and you're talking to him. Okay. And I'm trying to say these technical words and I'm trying to look like I type because my hands don't work right. <laughs> I can't do that. So scared out of my mind and I'm trying to do it. And I remember they said, bring your own clothes because you're only going to be there a day. So I brought my own clothes and I'm a creative dresser like most people that are artists and they were like these are all stupid clothes like no one in the fbi would wear this this is ridiculous and the character i play on the show if if anybody watches it she dresses really eccentrically and and so but at that first episode they put me in a man's argyle sweater and you would have thought that they were putting me in fetish gear they were like "Whoa, whoa 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 we are doing a weird weird thing. And they sat me down in this chair and, and they were all kind of whispering. And I remember the director coming over to me and getting really close to my face and said, could you be funny? And I felt oh my, my I heard a noise inside my chest that was a piece of my soul falling off. Uh, cause I was so sad and scared. And you know, there's, it was just that terrible yeah. inside of like, I can't do this. I don't. And the idea that I was getting paid to do something that I loved and there were all these people who knew what they were doing. And there's words, you know, when you're on set and crafty and scripty and three quarter. And I, I, I you know, like, all I of my years this. of theater and creating and whatever, I don't use uh, proper nouns right. for things. Like I yeah. might even know what that is, yeah. but I don't use the word for right. it. So I was so overwhelmed. And I remember thinking, eh, this was, this was, I guess, proof that I don't, will never, I don't belong. Like I felt oh. so like I didn't belong. And I was like, I wanted to be a part of it so badly, you know, and you get so excited and like, they're going to pay me. And I don't even know if I'm worthy of this thing. I love so much. I get to, oh my God, like it was this weird experience. And I remember going home being like, well, I got to do it. And then by some weird turn of events, 
when they tested, because they do these test things, you know, those network shows, yeah. and people get like a little knob and you get to turn when you say, I like somebody. And I guess that when they did the thing, I got more, I got all the all turns. The knobs, I got yes. all the turns. Even Mandy Patinkin didn't get all the turns. <laughs> so when I got all the turns, they were like, let's bring her back one more time. So they kept kind of bringing me back. Uh, as like an anomaly, it was yeah. like, let's bring the girl back, see if she keeps getting the getting turns. The so I kept getting the turns. And then um, and then I wasn't in episode five, and I remember being like, well, that was a good run. And I can actually tell my family, like if it airs, like, look, I did something. And um, and then I borrowed my my own skirt back to do a play. Oh. And uh, the costume designer thought I was borrowing it to go for a, like an audition for a TV show. So she told the upstairs people. And then within that day I became a series regular. Oh was, my God. Amazing. That was six episodes into the first. So is it really cool trajectory? And I wouldn't make it any different. Cause I actually know, I know what it's like to be a background artist. Right. I know what it's like to not be able to get on a lot just to go to audition. Yeah. I know all of that. And then I knew what it was like all of a sudden to be like a kind of a co-star. And then I right. knew what it was like to be like a guest star. And also when you're in the same location, you get to see it from the same vantage point. Right. It's very consistent. It's not like, oh, I'm different faces. Yeah. It's all the same face. So you're allowed to like let your perspective evolve yeah. even though you're in the same place. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, it was, it, it, I'm very appreciative of that because I feel like it's very, and I'm sorry. And thank you for being so patient and letting me say that story. I think it's not, I don't say that story about, for me, I say that story because I feel like, I, I feel like I cracked through a little ceiling. Well, and that's a story I think that every artist loves to hear because either, you know, you can do this anywhere, anywhere that you're pursuing the arts, everyone has their path in mind of like what success will look like for them or what they hope for. But I feel like anyone that I've met that's ever worth knowing or that's kind and doing what they love, their story is never what they ever would have assumed. You know, like I think it's so good to be reminded that we don't get to pick our path and what we think success looks like might be totally different than we expected. That's the magic. And the thing that I always, I always look back on and go, Oh my God, I wish, I wish I knew I would, I would have saved myself so much consternation. Um, cause I've been doing this now for tw- about 12 years, mm-hmm. about, about 11. Um, so I'm 44. This was the biggest break by far, yeah. by far, by far, by far of anything I'd ever done. So all before that to anybody in my family, I mean, I actually, my mom and my sister had a, they had planned an intervention they had told oh. me, I don't know if this is how interventions work, but they told me, we're taking you to Ojai and you're going to quit acting. You have to quit because this is not, wor- you're, a, you're failing. Like it's not working and you need to stop it and you need to go do a real thing. So they had told me, I knew it was happening. They were taking me to like the Ojai Oaks to like just really solidify it. Like no one is letting you borrow money ever again. Like you may not, like you're living in your shitty, you know, $500 a month rental house in, in, in our, in Artesia, like you, you need to go do something else. So like, and be a person or whatever. And I was just plugging away at all my stuff. And I f- did feel like a failure the day that weekend was when I had to fly to Canada. And I remember them being like, you have to say no. I was like, no, no, this is a real thing. It's a real thing. No, Kirsten, it's going to trick you. And it, whatever. It was very satisfying this year when we all oh, went gosh. to the Oaks and yes. I paid for everybody. Um, like, I guess who's still making shit up. <laughs> but like the point of it was like that, that to feel like I wish I knew, like that's so there's so much value. Like that's all of that plugging away and doing stuff and making things. There's value to that. Like you're, you're contributing to the, I know this probably sounds 
Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. That shit crazy. But like you're contributing to the energetic field. You're contributing to the community service Mm -hmm. by watching other people, like other people seeing you make things. And it was, and it's so, it's important for me for that people can hear that because I, now I know how cool that, that girl was. And I have to work hard to stay, uh, as relevant and as, um, because now I get I get affirmation in the form of a paycheck. I mm-hmm. get affirmation in terms of strangers coming up to me. Right. Really being the same. Yeah. I, I could just do that one thing, and people would be like, "Oh, you you have done va- quote unquote value," yeah. and that's not real. That's not a real thing. Right. It's yeah. a great job, and people see it and whatever. I'm so grateful for it, but it's not a real thing. And I feel like I I want to use the platform in which I right now have as like a um like a I'm up here. Above the ceiling, there's a lot of holes. If I can do it, I think any minute now they're going to knock me down. I'm down. So come up. Come on. So come I feel on, like guys. a little bit like that, but that was, I didn't no, think that to be so long. No, it's all good. No, that's wonderful. That's great. That's I mean, those wonderful. stories are great too because I remember I went to, years ago, I went to a, a panel, a SAG panel for The Office, like yes. the American office. And Jenna Fisher like told yep. kind of a similar story about how she had been out here just like working at it and wasn't getting much. Was, like towels over her windows, like yeah, like living out of her car for a little bit out, or something. Yeah. Was about to go back to the Midwest. Literally was about to, but Allison Jones liked her and bring her in for stuff. Brought her in for this, and she got it. And it was like everything changed. Yep. But it's just like those little things. Like but even don't when realize. they don't change, it still counts. Yeah, you know what yep. I mean. That's the other thing. Is like it doesn't. I mean, and I really, truly, and people get annoyed with me when I say this, but I really do think it's, it's your choice. It's, you get to choose. Like I remember making a conscious mental shift because I knew a lot of people who were booking stuff and, Mm -hmm. and working and they weren't, I don't mean this in a dickish way, but they weren't better than me. They weren't better actors than me, but they were better at something. And, Mm -hmm. and then I started to realize, oh my God. They think they have the right to be there. Whether yes. they're the best person for the job or not, they they, believe they know they be that they can have that job. Yeah. They want that job, and they don't care if they're the best person. They don't right. care. And I was like, that is a revolutionary thought. that I don't even know if I can hold on to or even want. I don't know if I want right. that. I want to be the best person. I want to be the right person. I want right. to be the best thing. And, and I want you to get it if you're the best right. thing. And not everybody, like that's not a way to get, and I realize that's two separate skills to be able to hold on to a belief of, I have the right to be here simply because I want it. I have the mm-hmm. right to do this simply because I want it. I don't need to have a conversation in my head about, should I be doing this or well, shouldn't I? Yeah, I don't have to because the sheer fact that I want to end of conversation, like, but it was a, and I still have to do that. Like I managed to like get my brain to like, stretch over that thought for like enough seconds yeah. for it to, you know, work, but I still, it's not a constant thought. Well, and that's why you keep making things and contributing too, because both things can coexist, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think that is a big lesson in life is like, we have to give ourselves permission and stop all this criticism we're taught. And like, these, you know, you always kind of feel like you can categorize like this person's the best and then this, that, and yeah. then that. And then I fall here and I fall here and I fall here. And it's like, why do we do that? Yeah, it's so like make the thing, do, do the that. thing. Because yeah. if you're not making thing or doing the thing, because a bunch of people are going to say, well, that's stupid or that's not whatever. They're going to do that anyway. Yeah. Fucking someone's going to fucking there's do that. There's nothing anyway. in the world that every single person agrees is good. Right. Like there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, they, like Tom Hanks is one of the most beloved people I can think of. I, I can guarantee you if you just, 
like Google it. Google it. There'll be a lot of people like fuck that guy. Like yeah. there's no, there's yeah. nothing that is universally yeah. loved. So, so fake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So no matter what you do, like there's always going to be boo birds as I call them that are not going to like. But who gives a boo shit? Birds. Just sit in your box. Yeah. I love that they're called boo birds. That's so sweet. Little boo bird. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what those guys. As much as I don't, that's like the guys being mad at Santa. Yeah, it's a boo bird. Yeah, the boo birds. Like when we first years ago, like when we moved to Nerdist, oh, they yeah. picked us up like around episode sixty or something. Yeah. It was Ethan Suplex. I think it was the first one we did. But when that happened, I told Vanessa, I was like, get ready because boo birds are going to come out because yeah. we're, we're, we're moving up. Yeah. This, yes. We're, we're getting more ears are going to be on this podcast that don't know us, have yeah. no connection to us whatsoever. They're going to come. They're going to listen for 10 minutes because they like a guest or something right. like that. And something's going to jar them. And then they're going to be like, fuck these guys. We're going to get some bad reviews or people are going to hate whatever and that happened a little yeah. bit but then we also got a bunch of new stuff like people it that love this show and came to it. it's like it's exactly what you said at the top of the show it's just like you know what they're very loud but they are so there's so much like such a small group really yeah. they're yeah. just very loud yeah it's so fascinating to me because that negative energy we always think because it's so loud and it makes us feel so bad it's somehow powerful it's not powerful. And there's, they're hiding like, behind oh. the anonymity, too, because I guarantee you 99 yes. out of 100 oh, yeah. of those people, if you met them in person, they walked to they'd oh be like, God. oh, I really like your show. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I mean, that's like, one that's of my practices right now is like when I engage with people, like I don't use social media a lot, but in the, the turn of events that has happened as of late, oh. I have found myself like, like, okay, it's almost like there's members of my family I've been ignoring. Mm-hmm. Like I've just said like, you don't, and I, so I'm trying to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to. I see you as a human, but if you, if you're on my lawn and you say something shitty, I'm going to tell you, but I have to try to figure out a way to tell you in a way that is direct and kind, but a boundary and do it in a fucking 180 characters. It's hard. And, uh, but I found that what's interesting is someone with, who thinks you're never going to see me and I'm just going to say this thing Mm -hmm. to you. I'm going to say this thing that feels like you just punched me in the face. Like that was not, you know, and you, and you, you made it so that I would see it. Like you made it so that I would mm-hmm. see my name and I went to it. I have found that now, like, how do you do that? Instead of call, I don't, don't do it publicly. I do it so that just, they see, but it's, but like you need attention. Clearly yeah. I see you, but how do I say like, Hey, I see you. That's not nice. You know, you're on my yeah. lawn. Don't talk like that, but, uh, you need something Go and I don't know what you need, but yeah. I hope you get it. Yeah. And to watch invariably every single person, I've not had either. They just ne- never, never engage again, mm-hmm. or they'll go. Why? Well, you know, they yeah. just all the all the vitriol just bleeds out of them almost immediately, mm-hmm. and they just are pathetic. And then you're like, oh god, you needed that vitriol. It's almost like you want to put it back yeah. on them. Yeah. You're like, oh, you sweet little oh, Voldemort. I'm so yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just have a nose. I shouldn't have said your name. <laughs> just a nose. They're just a nose. They're just a nose. The yeah. 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 Sorry you feel that way, Tom Riddle. Oh, you know my real name. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're both in a movie together, strangely. Oh yeah. Uh, Congratulations. We both guys. went. We to... have Cole and I would have met no matter what. Yeah, we have some pretty crazy got cosmic some connections. Bananas oh, really? connections. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, my cousin, Casey Stratton, who I is, I'm three weeks older than we grew up. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hold that over him. Uh, you know, grew up together in Michigan. We're hung out a lot until yeah. we moved away when I was nine or whatever, but we were, you know, best buddies forever, forever. Your family's amazing genes though. Cause you guys both look like you're 24. <laughs> Seriously. For them. I know. Right. I know. Was that yeah, unix? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I heard. It was. Oh, how did they time. do that? I heard Catherine the Great used eunuch semen, so I'm wondering. I don't think you do. 
<laughs> I, think, I think that's you know, just good cheating. You know how hard that is to get every morning? <laughs> no, I've had to. Ugh, so a lot to get him out of Especially in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh. It's not like we're in Kansas. <laughs> um, Unit cap on <laughs> So my cousin, he is a singer-songwriter. Um, he's got amazing, an amazing, amazing yeah. voice. Like, you wouldn't know it's a dude when you hear him sing. It's very high. Like, kind of sounds like Tori Amos. Like, wow. this, he sounds, of the he time. just sounds like a mythical creature. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Yeah. You're like, is that a unicorn trainer? Unicorn? Is that a thing? A unicorn? A unicorn. I did not call him a unicorn. You called him a unicorn. No, I called him a unicorn trainer. Or a unicorn trainer. I can call him a unicorn. I've got three weeks on it. Yeah, you can call him. I wouldn't. Yeah, so he's very prolific. He puts a lot of stuff out. He was briefly signed to Sony or something. Like, he put an album out that Patrick Leonard produces, like Madonna's producer. And when I was in high school, okay, my friend brought me this uh, tape, tape of Christmas music. He was like, listen to this. And I was like, this, who is this? Amazing. Okay. And then I always had it. And we always would talk about this. Oh, this Casey Stratton that we like so much that we like his music so much. And then fast forward to like criminal minds time. And I was looking at something on iTunes and I saw his name and I was like, Oh my God, this guy is still doing stuff. Found his website, wrote him a little note. And I was like, you need to know, you need to know that like, I have been working at this life for like forever. And so many people drop, you know, so many people drop their dreams, yeah. especially when it doesn't come to, you know, pass or whatever. And I was like, I just need to like acknowledge you because you're clearly still doing it. It makes me feel good that I'm clearly still yeah. doing it. And so we started a little dialogue. And then a few years ago, I did this play called Potential Space. And I called him up and I was like, I need these weird songs. Um, there that need to be like beautiful, but there's like a song in it where this girl's saying that this guy made her this mix CD and on it, um, he put this song, um, called windstorm and clearly he has a crush on her. Cause in the song it says, I want to put your clit in my mouth. And he's like, oh. no, no, that's a song about, um, that's a song about the band bread getting caught in a windstorm. That says nothing to do with that. But I said, I need you to write this song that sounds like about a windstorm. And in the middle of it, I need you to yell out, I want to put your clip in my head. He was like, done. And he made the coolest music oh for this gosh. play that I'm going to remount. I'm also in the middle of rewriting, rewriting wow. that. Nice. It's time needs to come back. And I, Casey Stratton's music from that needs to return That's back insane. into the world. But that was like five, six years ago. So then... Then you yep. pick up the story. So then um, I knew that you guys knew each other because I'd seen you correspond on something. And so then when and you're in the movie, I was like, oh, that's cool. She knows my cousin, whatever. And then we're going to Austin to prom- like promote the film. It's yep. called Diani and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. It's very good. Very I'm good. very happy to and see And Cole has a humongous part. Oh, my and, gosh. And he's fantastic. I can't and wait to see it. It's just a great movie. It just really... And, and I mean, and, and you support it so beautifully with this weird, like you show up because I didn't, hadn't seen the movie yeah. and you know, you, I'm terrible when I read something, I can't visually understand what's going on. And then, and then I saw it and, and, and to meet you first and then watch you, watch you in that, in that part, you sort of like this, it, it, it's, it, I don't know. Are you, you're not an antagonist, but I feel like your character centrally moves so much of the movie. It's cool. I mean, I'm a, I'm. 
theory. I'm actually playing the same role I played in their first film, The I Selling. Love it's that. the one connection between the two. Oh wait, you do because I've seen The Selling. Yeah. So Ed, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, it's crazy. So Ed is this guy that works in the realty thing. In the first oh my god, movie. that's tr- oh, I'm freaking <laughs> that, out. That they hate. That he's just annoying. Like he's just you know he's annoying. And then Gabe and I, I Gabe and I go way back. Yeah. We used to improvise a lot together, so he knows that like I can just go. So he would just like <laughs> write little things and be like just just improvise. So I get to improvise a lot of it in both movies. And then the second one, it's the same character, but this time it's after the apocalypse and he's still a realtor and he's still trying to move property <laughs> oh and he doesn't God. get it. Yeah. Uh, so they come up across him and he's got a property that they that has its own like spring and its own mm-hmm. generator. So they think, oh, we'll go there. But he's so annoying that they ditch him <laughs> because they can't deal, even though that would be an ideal place to go. Um, and then he comes back a couple times in it. So it's um, it was fun. Like Once again, it was one of those things where like they wrote half of it and then I just goofed around for the other half and well, got to see what came into see? it. Right now it's in the film festival circuit. Yes. Um, it premiered in Austin. It did and, really uh, well. Yeah. Um, they added like a third screening because it kept selling out. And it's funny, but it's also like it's got this weird, creepy like a uh, heartbeat to it that you're always aware of because it's about the apocalypse and we all are having this We're existential, this scary... I always say that word wrong, existential, you, you existential crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like it really, it, it plays with that, which I feel like that's what we kind of all have to do with those things is play with them. It, yes. It's, it's very really funny. Cool. It's also like a road movie. So it's, you come across a lot of these characters. And it's um, cool. People like all the people from Antaeus that they got all yep. these, all these old guard actors and I don't necessarily I don't mean age I mean like just that they're seasoned and they've done yeah. so many things and so you're with Ari Gross yes and, I'm uh, Ari Gross, which then I ended up writing an episode for Criminal Minds the first one I ever wrote and we needed a bad guy and they're like we need somebody fancy we need somebody fancy and I was like what about Ari Gross and I'm like we can't get him there's no way. Like, we've already tried. And I was like, excuse me, I'll pull up my Facebook. Hey, Ari, will you do it? Yep. So I got Ari to play the creepy bad Amazing. guy in Criminal Minds because he... Because uh, we did that thing together. Oh my gosh, awesome. I love that. Yeah, Ari's yeah. awesome. He's amazing. Fantastic. So you guys have some really funny scenes together too. Yeah. They're kind of hippies mm-hmm. at a commune. We're violent hippies. Violent <laughs> hippies. <laughs> Loving uh, violent hippies. It's great. Jonathan Silverman's in it too. He plays this really unhinged Janet dude. Janet Varney's in it. Janet, yeah. Everyone's yeah. favorite. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Barry Boswick, of course. and oh, um, Armin Shimmerman, Barry Groner. Yeah, Kitty. Kitty, Kitty yeah. Yeah, it's... it's jump. It's just great. It's really good. It's fantastic. John Apicella. It's really... It was fun to, like, and just to me, just having been in that little bit of it and just watch the whole thing. And then him coming up to me at the film festival being like, you know, my cousin. And I didn't know that, you know, so it was like, well, you know, okay. And and then, you know, and you knowing uh, Stephen Simon from 10 West and all these different people that, like, I would have met you anyway. It's weird. It's a huge world, but it's a little world. It's like the the connections are pretty crazy sometimes. So yeah, so it's really good. It's playing the film festival circuit now. I think it just played North Carolina or something. It Mm -hmm. it did Mill Valley Film Festival. Um, I don't know where it goes next, but I don't think they have distribution as of now. But it's getting really good reviews and acclaim. People really like it because it's it's very funny. It's really, it's like a sweet, it's a relationship movie in the best way because it really, you, you can tell that they got just really sparse and raw and but it's also funny and it's 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 an odd film in in a great way it's not something that you expect yeah and it took them years to complete it and i'm glad they did because when they did shoot it too like they tried to do realistically what would happen if you're not bathing or shaving or whatever Mm -hmm. so like they bathed but like they they didn't like gabe didn't shave his hair got all scraggly had a neck beard going and all stuff like for a long time it was like you know you still got to go out yeah and And their their pets are in the movie so their pets are there the whole time yep 
And that was something, it was really something else. It was yeah. something else. It's really good. I'm really, I, you know, cause I didn't know I was kind of, when they, exactly. when they wrote it, I was just like, wow, this like, I'll, it's funny on paper, but like, it feels like so niche. It's kind of vanity almost cause they're playing themselves. And like, I just don't know how this would be or if there'll be an audience for yeah. it. And they're, they're like a Burns and, you know, they're like a Gracie yeah. and Burns kind Burns of thing. Burns and Allen kind of thing. Yeah. But Burns and Allen. And, and they, and they, they were able to show what they do, which I did not think they were that I didn't know that that was even possible to show like how fucking charming they are and funny and, mm. and odd. They have that in it. It's folded into it and they're able to actually make it work on, on film, which I was like, I thought that they're so good live. I didn't know if it would yeah. translate in film wise. Absolutely. That's yeah. Awesome. There's footage of them doing their act and stuff and it's, oh. it's, it's yeah, good. It's, it's like, good. I'm, I'm, I was very, now I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because I expected it to be good, well, but yeah. it was like, like I was head to toe, like way better than I could have ever imagined. There's, and it's, it's very consistent to its yeah. vision. Like the whole time, like you're watching the, yeah, yeah, it's good. We wouldn't say this. No, yeah. no one's paying. Yeah, because no sometimes is, you'll do friends yeah. things and you'll be like, uh, it's good. on we'll film. Good, stuff. good job. Yeah. Look at you breathing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah those credits were word yeah. scrolling, wow. guys. Yeah. You really did it. Uh, but it's great. So hopefully it will get someplace soon. Uh, yeah. Dionne and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. Look for that, people, Look at some point. Uh, and then I think the selling is available places, too. I think you can stream in some streaming services and right. things. And while you're waiting, when you're looking for the selling, there was a movie called Kill Me Deadly yep. that oh, yes. I made yep, that yep. you can find while you're waiting for. If you're looking for an odd noir. niche noir comedy like airplane ate the maltese falcon and sprinkled the rock your picture show on top of it oh that's um, a good pitch you could you could watch you could watch uh kill me deadly which yeah, i made it. which has uh paul f tompkins <gasps> love PFT. yes and uh and uh joe Mantegna and uh leslie and down oh my gosh and uh, there's songs in it and 40s talking <laughs> and uh. the entire thing was filmed in los angeles california and everybody was paid union and a living wage <gasps> Uh, oh. through ever, everything was, it was completely independent, meaning like it was us and we raised a little bit of money for post, but everything else, it was, it was, a the whole movie was like shot in LA, used Los Angeles, local actors. Everybody was, everybody writing, directing. If they weren't already union, they were Taft Hartley. Um, there are now people that are working at other. So if you have, if you have free time support to it. watch, from the screeners that you're going to right. and the mouse and, and the life. cookies yeah. and life. You can see kill me deadly. Well, that ties in to our first question. Yeah. Oh. We do a different first question, every podcast. And because of that, we did this one. What was the first classic film noir film you were into? What's the first one you ever got into? Oh gosh. Oh, it's, um, I, it, it's not noir. Is that okay? Um, <laughs> it, well, I think the first classic movie I got into was I got really into Mabel Normand. Uh, Ma- Mabel Norman and it, Ma- it would, any Mabel Norman movie, which was uh, I don't Fatty even know Arbuckle. who Mel- Nor- Ma- Mabel, Norman Mabel Norman was is. like a she was like a comedy star. They did a, they did a musical called uh, Mac and Mabel uh, years ago on Broadway. And Burnett Peters was in it, whatever. And I got really into like this this story about this woman who sort of came in and sort of became this comedy. So the first black and white awesome. movie I ever got really into was all of those Mabel Norman movies, and they used to play them down um, when I was in college. I used to come down to the the silver screen thing, because I think some of them now like are, are, uh, destroyed. Yeah. They're yeah. all rude. Yeah. So I, I saw a couple of those, which I wanted, I wanted to say that that was the first old movie cause they don't exist yeah, that's anymore. Good. That's good. But I would say my other one, we did men don't wear plaid, which is not uh-huh. a noir yeah. movie. It's an anti-noir comedy. <laughs> it's great. Um, but, uh, or, um, uh, you know, and I, and, and my girl Friday, oh, my yeah. girl Friday, 
would probably be the one that I like when I think about one, like, oh, that one. Yeah. Or Chinatown. All good choices. So good. Well, how about you, Vanessa? What was your first noir, classic noir you could think of? I mean. Or close to it. Yeah. All, we always watch basically only old movies. So those are like, they all blur together to me, but that's really all we ever watched in my house. But the first one I remember like understanding that they were kind of making a play on a genre. So the one that stands out to me is like Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, Oh, I know where this is coming from. You know what I mean? You like, mean the Dick Tracy of Madonna, Dick Tracy? Yes. Oh my God. And the music. And that's so good. But it was like, I guess I was so used to seeing these old movies that I'd never seen like a, a take on them. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't even realize how stylized they are until you see something currently doing it. Mm-hmm. So I remember being a kid and being like, that is so cool. They're making it look like that. Everybody's so <laughs> sexy and weird. Yeah. yeah. So that, doesn't really count, but it works for me. Nice. How about you? I, noir specifically is probably Double Indemnity, yeah. which is Ooh, yeah. so oh, I good. Watch these again. There's, there's, I mean, I worked at independent video stores forever, so I would throw those things in a lot. So I watched a lot of the classic noir stuff, like Criss Cross with Burt Lancaster and yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. I love that. And like Dead Man and Murder. Have you seen Family Deadly? I have not yet. I've seen I'm, the trailer for them. I need to watch it. If you love, if, especially if you love noir movies, there's so many Easter eggs in it oh, that fine. are noir point to noir there's the obvious there's a moment where uh the lead investigator guy is actually holding up the maltese falcon and yeah. something off of it the to the to the obscure it's it is a love letter to if you if you like those movies you, people who know noir oh, yeah, did, yeah. you can pull stuff i watch watches all the time awesome. the big heat key largo yeah. all the Ida lapino stuff like it's just yeah i was really into that stuff so it's because i mean they are, they're all like any genre, you know kind of what's going to happen. The femme yeah, fatale, like the double cross, like where it's yeah. all going to go. But like, it's always amazingly shot and well done. And I love this, the hard boiled dick voiceover, yes. which is why I think dead men don't wear plaid is really underrated. Cause it's not that well reviewed or whatever, yeah, but, not. and they do a great job oh. of taking that footage and cutting it with like the actual classic footage and stuff. Oh, I can't wait for you to see that. You're the, you're my, you're my target. You're the, you are the target audience. He's going to be turning those to the knobs, Robin. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, you're going to turning. You're going to be so excited. You're going to be so excited. Nice. Uh, well, let's do uh, build a movie. Uh, we do this every once in a while, too. Together, we're going to build a movie. There's no budgetary constraints or no time period, so okay. Humphrey Bogart and Miley Cyrus could be in it together. Great. And that's the example I always give. Um, we'll just go around and add things to it. Uh, since La La Land's coming out, and it seems like musicals are making a bit of a comeback right now with all those live TV ones, or yeah. about to do Hairspray, uh, things like that, too. Let's build a brand new musical for the big screen about anything we want. Okay. Okay. Well, Anybody can kick it off. With a top t- topic or something. Oh, okay. Brand new musical about anything I want. I want to make a musical about. Man. Yes. Who yes. he is. He is on the weekends. Mm-hmm. He's a gun seller. Sure. Okay. And he's homeschooled his children. Mm-hmm. His wife has died. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> he lives in, uh, in, in like, Valencia. And he, he gets in, he falls in love with a transgendered Democratic Assemblyman. A woman. Democratic Assemblywoman. Wow. He doesn't know, though. That was exactly doesn't what I was going to say. He doesn't know <laughs> that she is... A Democrat or an assemblywoman. Because he's just seen her on these oh. walks in the woods. Yes. It's called Woodwalks. So it's oh. sort of yes. it's sort of the like Valencia Woods. The Valencia Woods. It's sort of like beautiful Valencia Woods. It's sort of like the shop around the corner slash you've got mail and that like 
they would hate each other if right. they knew, but they don't know they each don't other know. from that context. But she knows, she knows she's like trying to blow him off. It's almost like Notting Hill, right. but not. But they keep <laughs> meeting in these woods with the oranges because they both gather oranges. Mm-hmm. And, um, Ooh, so the in first their aprons. <laughs> yes. The first big uh, opening number is both of them on these walks independently. On their so, cell phones until they lose service. And both of them on their cell phone are complaining about their political exactly, event. Exactly. And then they both lose service in the same place and they're holding their phones up trying to get service and they bump into each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, their aprons spill oranges everywhere. Oranges, yeah. And then that's the big opening And then they number. have to like separate, like, yeah. which orange is yours, which orange is mine. I don't like the navels. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Valencia, Valencia. And then, um, and then they part ways and then he's kind of like, what? She's so beautiful. Yeah, and they go to their separate, you know, places, and then she's with a group of her friends, and they're having like a, you know, treat yourself day, like yeah. a spa day, and they're she's talking, they're talking about how no one ever meets anybody that they like or whatever. She's and, like, I had a morning. Yeah, and then back home, he's like, load your rifles, children. Yes, <laughs> Daddy has a fun story to tell you. Now that song would be called like, it's all about protection. <laughs> yes. yes, and gun safety. And I think I fell in love in yeah. the woods this morning. And then everybody's getting ready to go to a to a protest. Oh no! Yes. Oh no! And she, because she's Wait, a they have bill. to bump into each other one more time. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. So they thought they bump into each other again, and they almost kiss. And then her phone rings, and he looks at the caller ID on her phone as they're about to kiss, and it says Democrats. Oh, well, that's Shit. that's Blown. pretty like heavy-handed Blasted. movie magic, yeah. but all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a musical. Yeah, and then they talk about who was on the phone, and then they they swear they'll never see each other again. Yeah, because he's like, and this this is the song. You're too different oh, that's than good. me. Yeah, I have things you don't know. There are parts in side you mm-hmm. that I used to have so we can never do this again. Never, never. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that. And then at the end of that go, I gotta go they both say it at the same time, I gotta go to a protest. <gasps> That's amazing. It's a little high concept, you guys, yeah. but I it think is. it's working. Well, and Keep all... your hands off my guns. Keep your hands off my oranges. Put your hands on yeah. my buns. Keep your hands that off was the. Guns. I think that's the working... T- guns and Oranges was the, one oh. of the working titles. Oh, Guns and Oranges is a really good title, Yeah. Actually. And then Guns and Roses tried to sue. Yeah. And they're like, it's not even yeah. that close. Just the guns, guns and oranges. That's all it is. Good. Yeah, it's symbolic. And then... They all get together. The songs become about who's got the guns. Oh. There's that's one of the one of the songs like because he's got guns, physical oh. guns, and she used to have a gun, a penis but, gun, yes, and now she has uh, beautiful arm muscles. Yeah. So I feel like the working title was Guns and Oranges, and then they went, No, nah, no, nah, we can't call it Guns and Oranges. Woodwalks. So we'll call it Woodwalks. Woodwalks, exactly. Uh, it ends with a big twenty-one gun salute before they throw <laughs> their rifles into the ocean at the wedding of the characters because they've realized. She, the Democratic Assembly, has realized that the lead from the guns will actually fortify the coral reef and help the ocean. So all of the gunmen, all of the ocean, all threw their guns to help the coral reef. Because everyone can agree on the coral reefs. Okay, who doesn't? And that's the last song. Everyone can agree on yep. the coral reefs. Yep. No wow. matter your beliefs, everyone can agree on, on the, the coral, coral reefs. reefs. And it's a very like a damn Yankees kind of. Yeah. Oh, and her name is Coral. 
the That's right. So Absolutely. it's very nuanced. Mm-hmm. And as a man, her name used to be Corral. <laughs> nice. BB Corral. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you have that BB Corral? Yes, because they used to be childhood friends. Oh, and they used to That's gun why they used always to gun loved, stuff down he's together. always loved him. Oh. But he didn't know like he but he couldn't love him because he was like, you're a, you're a dude and I'm a dude. But now he always felt like he was a woman, woman. inside of his body. Yes. <gasps> oh. mm-hmm. It's the first, it's one of the first transgendered musicals that's yeah. really popular. So it's and a it li- also appeals to gun people. Yeah. It's true. Because it's about sharing, guns. you know, guns <laughs> and taking away your guns. And then disarming. Yeah. And shooting your guns yeah. responsibly. And now, normally we would I normally we would normally cast it. I don't know if we need to. I don't think we do for a musical. I think we just we take the do, best of Broadway. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Could, we could do this. I want to do it unknowns. Unknowns. Yep. Unknowns. unknowns. Absolutely. Oh. I love it. All right, great. Really good. Let's do your questions. Did I ruin it? Um, no, no, no. It's perfect. Oh. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Uh, no, but I have a friend who was at a uh, at a fancy um, thing, um, mm-hmm. like a fancy. You know, buy this tiny purse for ten thousand dollars, and ten percent of the money goes, goes to, to this chair, spinal yeah. injury thing. So, uh, and they were running; it was their things. So, she came to my house after being there with one of them. She said she was very slight and very sweet. I remember she sweet. kept saying it. she was very sweet and quiet. Sweet, slight kind and of quiet. I expected sweet is a sweet, delightful surprise. Like a like a quiet. Like I imagined, like a tiny little woodland animal, maybe like a mole. She didn't tell me she was wearing a bunch of gold chains and a giant ankle-length fur coat, but in my mind, she was. What else is she going to wear? She'd given Olsen a cookie. Yep, she'll be like, so that's a a no. I haven't, but I have touched someone who has. That's very good. It is. Okay, if you could tell your young self, like go back in time and give yourself three words, what would it be? You only you're appearing in your young self's room. Three words. Three words. words, Three words. Three words. Hey, what's up? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting my words. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, breathe. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> okay. Aww. But I'm going to say it in a very emphatic way. You okay. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe. She's gonna be so fucking yeah. freaked out. Really so I'm gonna come to her in the night. And be like something bad happens to me. I'm gonna slam things because I can't. I can only right. Breathe. <laughs> you okay? And then gone. Which uh-huh. I think is probably why she's so freaked out. Is I came and I didn't make any sense. And it was scary. Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard you wrote some sizzling fanfic about Penelope and the world of Harry Potter. Can you give us any details? Oh my god. <laughs> Well, we were in the, uh, Penelope, uh, got called in to, uh, uh, yeah, she did. Oh my God. She got called in mm-hmm. because Hufflepuff had a coding problem <laughs> when, uh, 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 you know, people don't talk often about Piggly Kermiken. Mm-hmm. Piggly Kermiken is one of the head per- prefects at cool. Hufflepuff and had spilled syrup all over the one <sighs> computer. You never see computers, you know, no. the one computer at all Hufflepuff. So. Penelope had to um, go in and um, and hands got all give, sticky. Hands got sticky. This is dirty. <laughs> oh no, that's from pick a pancake. Uh, oh god! And then and oh, I was getting because usually you don't understand fanfic for Penelope Garcia, which I have read, is a lot of people getting their fantasies out. And uh, my favorite one was like the one where like she spilled something on her, and then she had to go back to Derek Morgan's house, and she was wearing like, his oversized T-shirt. 
She was like, I'm, I'm horrible. He's like, you're beautiful. And they always end up having sex. And she's always wearing like a man's uh. shirt um, in a lot of it. So when you said that, I was like, I can't go there with her and, uh, and, and Hogwarts. But I can because she brought in a new computer for them. And then they showed her how to do magic and that they don't even need coding. <laughs> and then she got hired uh, to be the the uh, sorceress of magical um, coding? mathematic coding. That's For setting up the yes. Hogwarts yeah. Wi-Fi, I award Penelope Garcia 10 house points. Yes, 10 oh. points for Hufflepuff. Congratulations. Yay. Thanks. I wonder, I wonder okay, where the starting hat would put her. pleased a wizard. He's granting you a wish. Like, but it's a wish that he's going to give you. You have two options. Mm-hmm. You either get to spend a day as your puppet self. So it's like you become a puppet that can animate itself in okay. Mr. Rogers' land of make-believe. Oh. Or time hop and be an extra in, just an extra though, in any Steve Martin movie. Oh my God. 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 Okay. No, I know what I'm going to do. It's so obvious. I'm going to, I'm going to be a hand puppet. I'm going to go and see Daniel and we're going to go solve a problem with the owl and King Friday. We're going to, I'm going to keep that in my heart forever. You the trolley That lesson. Yes. Be in that castle with Miss Elena. castle with Miss I just want to see Daniel so bad. I love Daniel. He's a little guy. I just love him. I just relate to him. I relate to all of them. I just feel like we could all sit around and talk. Whenever that trolley would come out of Mr. Rogers, oh, I was just like, here we go. Now the episode Everything takes he does, off for he me. Just, he makes me cry. Like, even when I was a kid, I would just He's start the spontaneously <laughs> weeping. Like, yes, we're going to feed the fish. Everything's going to be okay. So I'm wearing this cardigan that... Yesterday, Aww. two people said, I like your Mr. Rogers cardigan. It's great. It's I'm great. like, it's kind of Mr. Rogers. It is. Yes, but. It is. And the vibe. It's a loving vibe. Yeah. This is your I final question. It. Yes. Right. If you were on RuPaul's Drag Race uh-huh. and got to drag, and for the sake of this conversation, we're going to say you can go either female or male okay, in okay. your drag. Uh-huh. Um, but you have to go as a heightened version of your favorite character from any realm. So who is your drag alter ego? Like you could be like sexy Voldemort, but it doesn't also have oh, to be oh, sexy. Oh, oh, Do you know oh. what I mean? I could be anybody. Or you could be Steve Martin, whatever. I can just be, okay, hold on. I got to try this You're on. You're getting in there, Oh, yeah. man. You oh, my God. Makeup. It's- I'm going to, okay, what am I going to, I'm going to, oh my God, no. You're walking down the runway. I'm walking down the runway. What do you look like? And do I look, can I do it? Can I actually pull it off? Like no you matter what I. pull this off no matter what you yep. do. I just pull it off yes. and I'm like fucking hot. Yes. I am uh, uh, a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws. Wait, I can see myself walking down the thing. Who is that person walking down the, I can see, hold on. Sorry, you guys. No, no, no. Radio I think land. you're really getting in there. I'm really, I'm really, this I'm, is going to be worth I'm it. I'm watching mm-hmm. it, and I'm walking, and I'm really I, just going to. I'm going to go. I'm. 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 Um. Hold on. She's walking. Here she comes. She's <laughs> getting And she's turning. I can't quite make it out yet, but she's getting closer. She's. She's doing. She's. She's a. Cr- I can't. Spinning. Every time she's I want to say, I'm like, she's a cross between Harriet the Spy and Simon LeBon. <gasps> she's a cross between Harriet the Spy and Simon LeBon. So she's it's got Harriet like, the LeBon. She's got like a headband and like the hair is all perfect, but then she's got like a, a notebook and a notebook and like a flashlight hanging from like a clip good. of a studded belt. I think drag Harriet the Spy might be my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. 
That is so funny yeah. and wonderful. Yeah, that's what it is. I like oh. it. Good job. Well, Thanks. you did it. You made it all the way through. You're wonderful. Uh, oh, you will be guys. at the SF Sketch Fest. I know this I for will. a fact because oh, I, great. Are we I do it. That again? <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, you're doing your it. solo show called Mess. Called Mess. Uh, which is, I believe, that same day, January 15th. January 15th at 8 p.m.? 8, 8, 8 p.m., I believe. So, yeah, guys, listeners, here. come see us at 4 and oh, then yeah. go see her Find at 8. Yeah. Uh, also, you're doing the fake TED Talk show the night before, which is sold out. Wait. So, oh, there so might be some standing room, but it's going to be rad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff. They can follow you on the Twitter. You're on there. I'm on the Twitter at, at Vangsness. Yep. It's phonetic, you guys. That's right. And I'm on the Instagram sometimes. At Kirsten Banksness. That's your name. Yeah, that's my whole name. Well, I like to up. mix it up. I don't like to use the same thing. I'm I like the same to, way. I keep, like you don't I know where I am. Yeah. I like to go. post things Look on YouTube and not tag myself. <laughs> like find it, whatever. Boom. Yeah. Uh, well, we're on the uh, the Twitter as well. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here. What Kirsten. a pleasure. I'm pleasure so happy. Always, I to do honey. This. Thank Harry. Harry and Harry and Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.